0: We got to catch back up with Natalie today, who was thinking about calling off her wedding over the weekend and find out what
1: she did in the name of love. Yeah, I don't think that's going to (laughs) go. But I think people were dodging bullets, and I don't know if it was Natalie. Also, Jake Judd cannot leave a room like a normal human being. (laughs) We got to the bottom of that. How about the fact that I got two sportsy
0: things right today? You did. I'm extremely shocked and proud of myself. Thank you, Brian Riley. And
1: I'm ashamed. And uh, <laughs> restraining orders report a
0: topic. We had a lot of things to get. Dang, we did a lot today for a Monday. All right, let's get to it right now on the podcast.
2: Waking up, waking
3: up. It's Kelly and Wood
2: every morning. Kelly
3: and Wood in the morning.
4: Name the most annoying football fan
0: basis. Oh, for Pete's let's sake. Let's go. Why not just? Dude. Let's okay, go. Why don't, do the, why don't we just do the best quarterbacks of all time? Equipe well, that that. <laughs> wait, wait, That's <laughs> close. Close. But well, that's what we have today for the feud. All right. That's what we have up today in this round of <laughs> the, the feud. feud.
5: I might actually
1: know a couple. All right. And this is top five, by the way. Yeah, go ahead, Wood. All right, let's kick it off. Everybody. And I mean everybody hates the Dallas Cowboys. That's the number one answer on the board. Yeah, number one know. answer on the board. I would not have even have guessed that. <laughs> yeah,
0: buddy. Well, here we go.
4: This is going to be great because I want to know how many teams Kelly actually knows outside of like the Vikings and Packers.
0: I'm going to say. Give them two teams. <laughs> uh, well, I was going to say the Packers, but I know that Philly is just known for being like the like everyone just hates the people of Philadelphia. So I'm going to say the Philadelphia Eagles is somewhere on this list. It's the number two answer. Yeah.
1: Number two on the you board. I don't
0: care if I don't get it anymore. That's a victory for me.
1: <laughs> that was my number two answer, too, by the way. Can I get that question again, please? We asked a
4: lot more than 100 people. Name the most annoying fan bases in the NFL. And these are in
1: the NFL. Yep. And do we know when this survey was done?
4: It had to have been recent.
1: Okay. okay. Then that makes my answer pretty easy. Because, again, everybody, and I mean everybody hates the New England Patriots. Is
0: that
4: on Bunch there? of cheaters. Not in the top five. <laughs> Not in the top five. Oh, wow. Not in the top five. This teetering on erroneous. Oh, man. Okay. The thing is, they asked 72 million people. Like you oh, can't, 72 million? I, I think it was just like a survey okay. right. throughout the okay. country.
0: So, what was it? What, are you, what? we asked?
4: Uh, they asked a lot of people. The most annoying fan bases in the NFL. Top five. Okay. Um...
0: Uh, to me, they're almost all annoying. Wow! I'm gonna say hmm? I'm gonna say one that was brought up earlier because I bet a lot of people don't like these people. Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> the, the Green Bay Packers are they on? There? I was gonna say you better look at the text messages because they're getting cooked. Number five on the list. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, two
4: more guesses left. Two more answers left on the board.
0: I can't believe this. Ugh. Kelly has
1: no strikes against him <laughs> in a football
4: question, Would
1: How does not everyone not hate the Patriots? But anyways, I digress. What's I the know. question
4: again? Uh, we asked a lot of people who is the most annoying fan bases in the NFL.
1: I'm going to go to mine. I hate this team with a white-hot, fiery passion. I'm going to go ahead and say the Pittsburgh Steelers. And before you answer whether or not that's right or wrong, I just want to get it on record. Renegade by sticks sucks. There we go.
0: I don't know what that means.
4: They play that
1: song everywhere and oh, they think okay. it's like so cool.
0: Okay.
4: Kelly wins the feud. It's not in the top no! five. Yeah!
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Steeler fans are a bunch of front-running D-knobs.
0: The other one I was gonna say uh-huh. is
1: is the Cleveland Browns on there. Uh smack you in the teeth. Uh, they are not in the top okay. ten. <laughs> They're not the top ten. I was, I was gonna say the Chiefs, because the Chiefs are good right now. It's on the Chiefs board. On the Chiefs are on the board. The Chiefs. One more team left. And I think that's probably why the Patriots, because the Patriots haven't been good the past couple of years. I, I honestly I can't stand this fan base for no real reason. The San Francisco 49ers annoy me. Not in the top 10. I uh, think so.
4: uh, no, the top 10. Kelly? I'm trying to
0: think of a yeah. Kelly's
1: like, trying to think of another team. Of, no, not true.
0: Um, how about the Raiders? Do people hate Raiders fans? And they've moved so much. I can't.
4: Nah, No, they don't they like them now that they're in Vegas because yeah. you can gamble on them. Uh, do you want the list now?
1: Yeah, let's let's run it down. All right. We what ask, a sweet victory this one. <laughs> I bet you it's a New York team. I'm gonna uh, say the Jets. Uh,
4: that's not on the list. Uh, but they are number eight, by the way, and okay. then New York Giants are nine. We asked a lot of people what is the most annoying fan bases in the NFL? Number one answer: Dallas Cowboys. Number two, the Philadelphia Eagles. Number three, Bills Mafia.
1: Whoops. Yeah. Oh, dude. I bills I Mafia. thought about the Bills, but no, they're too lovable and drunk.
4: Well, they're just drunk. They do flips. They break things. Yeah. I think that's why they're annoying. Okay. okay. So that's right. number three. Number four, Kansas City Chiefs. Number five, the Green Bay Packers.
0: Dang, I almost said the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Wait, did you say that already? I did. That's probably oh. why you thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> I almost reiterated what you said. Who's
4: the rest of the top ten there, uh, though? The rest of the top ten. The Cincinnati Bengals are six. Yes. The Bears are seven. Jets and then Giants at 8 and 9 and the Baltimore Ravens.
0: Yeah.
4: Fan base. I can't believe the
1: Steelers were not even on the right. top 10. There you I go. I don't even care,
0: man.
4: It's nice to know. know that Kelly's the elite football mind <laughs> oh, in the studio.
1: I am now the sportsiest one in this room. <laughs> Wait till the next hour when he has to answer another fo- just, football question. He, for he also just Kees said like
4: sportsiest, so. <laughs>
1: yeah. I don't care, y'all. I'm taking this win in this round of the Fuse! Kelly you
0: we do local news on the radio every morning, and depending on what city you're listening in means the different local news that you get.
1: Hence being local. Huh? Right. Yes.
0: Well, here it's either Jen Leverens, mm-hmm. who does our news, but when she's not in, we get the lovable Jake Judd. Who
1: we
5: love!
0: Oh, absolutely, <laughs> Jake. I hope you know that everything we do is out of love. Uh, of course, yes. But we have to
1: address something. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> you cannot leave a room or end a news broadcast like a normal human being. <laughs> and I say that out of the kindness of my heart. Right. Out of all, this is all L-O-V-E, Jake. Mm-hmm. But, Go ahead. Well, we have some of your
0: news sign-offs sure. over the past couple of days. Because you've
1: been doing news for us now. I believe this is like two or three days. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah right. Day
0: three of early mornings for me. Right. Right. <laughs> oh, try and blame it on the early mornings already. Should I play these back? Please. But, uh, here's here's your greatest hit. Good story, Jake. Thank you. See you. You ended on a high note. Thank you, Jake. Ba-bang. Thank you, Jake. Love ya. Awesome. It was
5: fabulous. Great
0: story. Thank you, Jake. Peace. (laughs) Is this how
5: you end conversations in real life? Pretty much, yes. I mean, part of it is, you know, you guys, this is pretty unscripted in here. It's not like usually I've got a script, I've got an intro, I've got a body, and then I've got an exit. You know, the lines that I'm supposed to say here, you're just like, adios? You know, I don't know. Well, because it has to be exactly
0: two and a half minutes. Right. So Mm -hmm. when I see that time coming
5: up i got to move. It's yeah, chop, chop. Off. And I know, and you give me that chop, chop, sign, So I'm just trying to one word out. I don't know. I, I think I have to have the last word in a conversation. It's probably a really bad character trait of mine. I I don't know. My favorite one is ba-bang. Ba-bang.
0: Because <laughs> all of us have been in a conversation like, all right, peace. Yeah. Well, you know? <laughs>
1: again. All right, see ya. Yeah.
0: But ba-bang, I've never heard in my life.
1: <laughs> or <you're laughs> tell <love you> now <laughs> to two dudes <laughs> in a room as you walk out. <laughs> love you. Wing, uh,
5: well, "ba is now copyrighted, though. Trademark, Jake Judd. So. <laughs> so, how
1: do you end conversations
5: on the phone? On the phone, I try not to. I pretty much ramble on. I just said bye bye." I guess I, I okay. don't know. Love is that where came
1: from? Maybe "ba bye ba bang." Maybe now I will. I will. full admit, there has been times where I've Jake Judd is in the hallway, and you've started talking to me. Uh-huh. And i just walked off, because you're just not going to stop. <laughs> right? What? Again, out of love. Yeah, I'm not faking I, a phone call I, or I anything. just assume
5: you have things to do, yes. I just walk off.
0: <laughs> but Jake will corner you, and you'll get every detail of something you didn't ask about.
1: I remember when your wife was giving birth. You even stopped me goes, hey, her mucus plug dropped. <laughs> and I just said, Jake, I don't want to hear about my wife's junk. And just walked off. And that, that scarred me to the fact that I literally can remember it right now. Where I was, what I was
5: wearing, everything. Like, it scarred you. It scarred me. I was trying to share my pain. I needed therapy, and you just walked away. Yeah. <laughs> You've been through this before. You got yeah, geez. <laughs> Ooh-wee.
0: Jake, we, we love you to death. <laughs> yes. Well, but you I got, love you. You got another. I know. You said it to us on your news sign-up that one day. <laughs> but let's try it. Let's give it a test run here, shall okay. we? Okay. All right. Thanks, Jake.
5: Bye. <laughs> hey, better? <laughs> I
0: don't I like Boom, Wow, that. got it. Kellyanne Wood. He won't leave me alone. That's what we have up today
1: And Better Call Brian as we are joined by Mike Brian from the law offices of Bradshaw and Bryant. Uh, so this is a little bit of a story here. I'll leave all names out because I don't want to you know, put anyone's business out there. Uh, but there is a, a young female who's reached out to us. Apparently, there's a guy that has told her time and time again that he is in love with her. And she has told him over and over that she's not interested. My mom, the girl, has told her that she should look into possibly talking to authorities, whether it's being a restraining order or whatnot. But I'm not sure whether or not he's done anything wrong other than being annoying.
3: Sure. Um, you know, it's, it it is amazing how many love stories, if they're told properly can be stocking stories. (laughs) So, you know, I mean, in his eyes, he might be thinking he's wearing her down or that eventually she'll come around or she just doesn't get it yet. Um, the biggest thing is whether or not she thinks he's in danger. If she thinks she's in danger, then yeah, restraining order makes sense. What you have to show with a restraining order to judge is that there's some sense of danger of some personal danger. And judges will usually grant it. And it's a two-step process. There's a temporary hearing where they grant it, usually if enough of the facts are there. And then there's another hearing where the person can show up and say, no, that's really not what's going on. And then that's the one that sets it for a year, that, that puts it on for a year. So there's a process that you go through there. Um, you know, you see stories. I, I mean, there there's been stories in the last couple weeks in the paper of people that, you know, have gotten just out of prison and then, and, you know, go kill whoever it was that they had the restraining order against. You know, so there's scary stuff out there. Right. Um, so I, I would just depend really upon the level of the threat. Um, you know, I mean, you know, that was one of the things that I was always one of the bigger guys in college that took care of little threats like that. You, know, it just, had a little, you just have a little talk. You know, that's all. But, um, you know, that doesn't really work as much anymore. But um, I don't I that. There's probably a certain level that still works out. Yeah. if
0: someone violates a restraining order, is it
3: instant to jail? Like, nah, not really. I mean, what restraining orders are really only as powerful as people uh, people take them. You know, some people go away and some people don't want to even really want to have any contact with the person. So, restrainers like, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the people who really want to restrain it, you know, the Cape Fear people, you know, they, they it just gives you the ability to call the cops if they suddenly show up someplace okay. and hopefully keep things bad things from happening.
1: Now, that's, does it work both ways? Like, if I, for instance, if I got like a restraining order against Kelly yep. and I showed up to like his work. I couldn't then get him in trouble because I'm the one being an idiot, right?
3: Well, see, there's where you get some issues. Um, There are guys, and and I'll go with guys here because I usually see this with guys, who fall in love with X who's married or has other issues and stuff and then something will happen, they'll get a restraining order against them because of something that happens and then X will suddenly show up because she loves him and and oh, you'll nice. have this, this constant, you know, being picked up by the cops three or four times because of this ongoing love affair that goes on that the ex does but the reality is, is when you have a restraining order against you, you need to make sure you follow it. That doesn't mean if they they call, you. you can go, well, they called me or they texted me or they showed up at my work and so it's not my fault. Nope. You're, you have to respect the restraining order. Wow. That would
0: be yeah. crazy. Like, oh, yeah. you
3: would yeah. have to just run away. Yeah, no!
1: <laughs> yeah
3: year, Years ago, I had one that was the love of, I won't even use the person's name, but we'll just for whatever purposes say the, the love of LaVon where the judge had to actually sit my guy down in court and say, look, okay, here's what you got to understand. You know, she really doesn't love you when it comes down. Because it was like his fifth or sixth time that he'd been picked oh, up. And geez. she'd text him and call him. And then her husband would find out. And then she'd call the cops. Oh. And because oh, of the God. record, you know, he'd have texts back right. to her or he had calls back to her. And so he was, but he loved her and he thought she loved him. But, you know, I, I don't know how many times you have to go to jail before you're like, meh, you know. <laughs> well, it's
1: a man. Like I see all these celebrities that, you know, have the same person arrested like four or five sure. times after breaking yeah. into their house and oh, yeah. stuff. It's like, well, what the hell is the good of the restraining order?
3: Well, it gives you the ability to call the cops, and the cops respond because there is a restraining order, and you know. But uh, the way there are some unique stories out there. Uh, I I knew a story of a guy that used to be just outside the line of where the restraining order was, (laughs) and he had this sign that said, "I love you." World or what? He had yeah. an extra word at the end that that kind of kept it from being. But clearly, it was a sign to her that he would sit out there and you know <laughs> oh, and hold. You know? Yeesh. The
0: funny thing, he made a sign. That means he had to sit home and think about. All right, how am I going to just skirt the law of this restraining order? I yep. love my wife. I ain't doing arts and crafts for my wife. <laughs> <Yep.
5: laughs> Oh, man. My,
0: oh, my. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll get deep into another one next week when we are joined by Mike Bryant from the Law Offices at Bradshaw and Bryant and Better Call Brian. Sometimes Kelly finds
1: things interesting that uh, no one else does. And I mean no one. It's time for
3: Maybe It's Just Me. Can
0: we at least all agree on the things that your body does without you even realizing it is pretty amazing? We can all agree on that, right? Okay. Like, yeah. the subconscious mind is an amazing thing.
1: Like, to blink and breathe and right. all that stuff. Right, all okay. the s- swallow, mm-hmm. all the stuff
0: that it tells us to do that we don't think about. Well, it also tells us when it's time to wake up. As you know, you do get into a sleep schedule, and you get on a sleep cycle. Now, it's tough when you get up like we do at 3 o'clock in the morning. Your body never quite gets used to that.
5: Uh, okay. Which is
0: funny, because I was at the gas station this morning buying a, a uh, energy drink, and she was like, have a nice night. And it felt weird because I was on my way to work. You know what oh, I'm saying? yeah. <laughs> it felt bizarre. Either way, this ain't about me buying an energy drink this morning. This is about I know if you're always waking up right before your alarm goes off, it's because your body has learned to wake up a little bit early so it's not getting the shock and the stress of waking up to an alarm. Now, your body, as you start to wake up, it increases its blood pressure. Now, it starts to release these hormones as it knows that the alarm is coming, right? So it starts to release hormones. Your temperature goes up. Your your heart rate goes up. Your blood pressure goes up. And your body is preparing to wake itself. Naturally, when that process is startled or interrupted by an alarm, that's why you can feel fatigued for the rest of your day sometimes because your body wasn't there on its own yet. And boom, you slammed it awake. And so it shocks you awake. Shocks you awake, just like your rule would of never go back to sleep once you wake up. Absolutely. Because it does mess you up because your body starts a new sleep cycle and then you wake up in the middle of the sleep cycle and you're, you're groggy. You're all messed up for the rest of the day because you didn't complete the cycle. So that's why if you're always if your alarm is set for seven, you're always waking up at six fifty-five. That's why. Which is the worst feeling in the world waking up five minutes before your alarm.
1: Disagree. I'm I, like, like, heck yeah, let's go. I have like
0: five minutes extra to crush this day. My enemies aren't awake yet.
1: <laughs> That's how I think. That's how I process.
0: But I, I, I find sleep to be amazing from start to finish. Just how our body falls asleep. What we don't even really know what sleep is.
1: So that day that I screwed up and didn't set my alarm, right. I did not sleep well the rest of that week Right, because your body knew Your subconscious brain knew Hey, Wood screwed up earlier this week And was late to work And Kelly Jordan got up before I did And got to work before I did Which happens every single day My enemies cannot beat me
0: (laughs) Wait, wait, I'm your enemy
5: now? (laughs) In that
0: moment, yes, you (laughs) were. And I even have an hour drive to work And I still beat you here every day That's true Let's get on that topic, huh? Well So, how do you lose it again? Like, how do
4: you sleep to your alarm, or are you not supposed to? Well,
0: you're technically not supposed to. They say the only way that you can sleep till your alarm goes off is usually to wake up or to go to bed a little bit earlier. By getting more sleep, your body Mm. won't be afraid of your alarm going off because it'll be ready to wake up naturally.
4: So if you sleep not until your alarm, you're healthy.
0: Yes. Your body is saying, all right, I don't want to be scared. I'm going to get up. That's why you can buy those alarm clocks that slowly start to make the room brighter. And that's supposedly like bring you out of sleep naturally. I want that. That's what's yeah. good. I, the only place I ever saw them was in Sky Mall. That was the only place I ever saw one of those things. <laughs> the only
1: people who can afford it. People <laughs> right. who buy things out of Sky Mall.
0: Right. So. Technically, we shouldn't be waking up when we do. We should be waking... All of us should be waking up naturally, and we'd be a lot happier as a speedster. Yeah, that's
1: not how the world works, buddy. It's not. Mm-mm. I'm going
4: to try that. I'm going to see what JD says once I just roll it at noon. like <laughs> Like, ah! <laughs> time for the day to start!
1: The <laughs> show started 30 minutes ago. <laughs> I, get the-
0: I love this kind of stuff, and I hope you did, too. If not, though, guess what? Guess who doesn't care? What's that? This guy. Ooh, because ooh. I'll have another one for you tomorrow and the day after that, because it's my only <laughs> time to shine on this. This entire show and I love it because sometimes these facts I bring.
4: <laughs> it's time
1: for happy hour, focusing on the good news with Kelly and Woods. I got great
2: news for you.
0: This is so cool. So Jelly Roll was performing the other night and he notices a man standing in the crowd, and the man is wearing a Vietnam hat, you know, like a, a Vietnam veteran's hat. Right. Well, Jelly Roll decides he's gonna stop the entire show. Now, this isn't the first time he's done something like this. Like he's stopped shows to like he saw someone who needed some medical attention in the crowd and was like, Hold up everybody, let's just chill for a second. This person needs some assistance. And he's also like stopped the show if a fight is going on, so you know, to get the fight to to Knock calm it down, off. break up. Yeah. Well, this was a little bit different because he noticed this man standing in the front row or near the front row with his Vietnam veteran hat on, and he decided to stop the show. Now luckily Luckily, someone was recording what he did, and this is the video that was up on TikTok.
5: He has been standing right here and rocking with me all night long. I just want to tell you how much I appreciate you and your service, sir. Thank you so much. Thank you. I hope you've enjoyed the hell out of the night. And I promise you this, you'll never buy another ticket to my show. I'm going to get my people with you. You're welcome forever. Thank you.
0: So he gave the guy free tickets to his shows for the rest of his life. Any show he wants to go to anywhere in the country, anytime. Also had the gentleman come backstage and hang out with him a little bit after the show. And he's done this before, too, where he one time he was doing a show and he noticed an old uh, uh, schoolmate of his in the crowd and was like, hey, girl, (laughs) he's like, I want you to know I love you. Come backstage after the show and hang out. So he does this a lot. But I thought it was really cool. In today's day and age that he would stop down and show for a Vietnam veteran and give him free tickets to his show for the rest of his life. He seems like Jelly Roll continues to seem like the real deal.
1: And we need more people like that.
0: We absolutely do. And you see this a lot in country music. We've talked about that Mm -hmm. before, that you see a lot of this kind of more heartfelt thing go on. But how cool is that, man? It's it's
1: awesome to see, and I love everything about it.
0: And it was cool, too, because they got got the cameras on the guy, too. So he's up on the giant screens, and everyone's just going crazy for him. And I don't know. You know, a lot of times those guys get forgotten about, so it's cool to see this happening, man. Got to give our vets the love they deserve, We certainly do, my friend, and that is exactly why I did this. I love it. Because it's called Happy Hour, so we got to bring you a happy story, and it's all thanks to Audio Video Extreme. Kelly and Wood. right, it's now that time to see, how much do I know... About America's pastime. Oh, yes. The great NFL. Mm-hmm. So we'll get someone on the phone right now, and you'll ask me a question, would they just have to guess will I get the answer right or wrong? Correct. I believe, is it Jesse we have on the phone right now? Mm-hmm. Jesse, what are you up to this morning? Ah, uh, going to work. Yeah, All man. Right. I like the sound of that. Well, Jesse, it is time to test my football knowledge. <laughs> Okay, awesome. I going to give gonna us win. Win. Yeah, he's super excited. Let's do he, he, this. He's locked in. All right, so I'm
1: going to ask Kelly Jordan a Minnesota Vikings slash NFL question. He will either get it right or wrong. You will decide whether or not he will get it right or wrong. If you're correct in your assumption, you are qualified in for the tickets. If you get it wrong, we're going to go to the texters here. So, Kelly Jordan, your question. Yes. The Minnesota Vikings used to have Ragnar the Viking as their mascot. He's no longer a part of this. Okay. What is the current mascot's name? Now, Jussie, will Kelly Jordan get that question right, or will he get it wrong? Wrong. Okay. Uh, No faith
0: in the kid. Now, this is a question that's near and dear to my heart, because as you know what, I was my high school's mascot. Correct. Until a much... Ballyhooed incident? (laughs) Yes. Until a much controversial incident got me kicked off. I don't know.
1: There's much controversy about it. It was wrong.
0: (laughs) Now the original one's name was what? Ragnar. Ragnar. Yes. I'm about to blow some minds. Are you ready? I don't know much, but I think I know that the current mascot's name is Victor. That's correct. In your face! In your face! All right, right. settle
3: down. What's that? Thanks for
1: wrecking my day. Good job. Made my day, though.
3: Well, the good news is, you are still in
1: this because you can hang up and start texting in. Let's just say, how about Pepsi right now because that's who's hooking you up with these tickets to 320-656-9453. We'll grab one of these texters and you will get qualified in. Okay. I'm good. In your face! All right. Making you feel better about yourself every morning. I'm it's on time board. To get trashy with Kelly and Wood.
0: Man, it sure is. Wood's gonna give us a story now with some trashy elements to it. We're gonna give it a trashy score and put it up on the trashy scale in the trash flash. We're headed to
1: Florida. No, Massachusetts. Hmm. New England trash. All board. right. I want to give again a shout out to Brian who sent this into the Kelly and Wood Facebook page because well we're in the Nantucket Harbor. Very classy area. <laughs> yeah,
0: that sounds high end.
1: That's when authorities got a call said hey I need you to get onto this yacht. That's because there's someone who is overdosed on here. Now that's not good. And as you can imagine, authorities took it very serious. So they showed up to the deck of the. Uh, the boat, the yacht, I believe it's called a mini yacht.
0: Okay. How many feet are we talking here?
1: Uh, I believe it is a 80-foot yacht. That's a mini yacht? Yes. Dang. Called the Jess Kahn, And when authorities got on there, sure enough, there was a woman. Now, she was re- you know, responding and everything, but she was under the influence of an unknown substance. It says, I need you guys to take me to the hospital. I don't feel good. Well, when authorities were inside the yacht, they also noticed, hey... Uh, there's a lot of weird stuff going on in here. Do you mind if we take a look around? Oh boy! Well, that's when the boat owner, Scott Burke, said, in fact, I do mind. <laughs> and I'd like for you to get lost. Well, that's when the U.S. Coast Guard showed up and they said, ah, nah, we can look around. That's because, well, we have a warrant right here. Well, when they did some searching, well, Kelly Jordan, you can imagine, they found all sorts of things.
0: On an 80-foot yacht, I can only imagine.
1: They found a handgun. They also found a bag of... Cocaine, featuring 43 grams of cocaine. Is that a lot? I think it is. Okay, I don't know. Seriously, I have no idea. Also, they found, let's just call them ladies of the night that were on board. Just chilling? Yeah. (laughs) Let's let's get this boy boy out to international water. (laughs) haven't started their working evenings just yet. Another handgun was also found as well, which, by the way, the owner of the yacht, Mr. Burke, He's a doctor, so we'll start calling him Dr. Burke here. He says, don't worry about it. I have paperwork for all that. He, in fact, did not have paperwork for either gun.
0: He just jumped overboard at that,
1: that well, point. At this point in time, Dr. Burke was in all sorts of trouble. He was arrested and taken to jail.
0: All right. Mm-hmm. Are you ready for this? Yes, sir. I'm going to say this. Throwing a party where somebody ODs on anything, whether it's alcohol, drugs, whatever—that's trashy. That's trashy, <laughs> man. That just shows you got no limits on your friends. I'm mm-hmm. gonna give that 150 points. That happened to me when I was in high school one time, sir. I threw one. No, I didn't OD. Oh, okay. I didn't do crack. <laughs> Make that clear. No, I had. I threw one in my entire life. I threw one party at my parents' house mm-hmm. when they were out of town, and I had a friend who we're we're bonging beers, right? Yes. And he took a bottle of Bacardi when he had his. Beer ready to bong, and he dumped like I don't know twelve shots of Bacardi in it, and then just oh gross and, and dangerous. dangerous and and could have died. Yeah, it could have been alcohol poisoning. Right. So what did we do? And brought him home and threw him in his bed, as all you know eighteen year olds would do. That's dangerous. Bunch man. of more. No, it was terrifying, yeah. man. The next day I was like, that's it, I- I'm done with parties.
1: I was about to say then then you. You did a lot more partying. No, I kept drinking. I
0: I wasn't the one who OD'd. So, Mm. you know what? I had mine under control. Let's move on. Let's please, yes. All right, so 150 points for having a party where someone OD's at your party. Uh, I'm going to give, I don't know, like police saying, can we have a look around? They're only going to do that if they see some trashy stuff. Okay. 150 on that right there. Denying police the ability to look around your yacht. That's trashy. Oh, my. I'm sorry. You got an 80-foot boat, but that's trashy. 175 on that right there. Um, The Coast Guard having to show up because you were having a party on your boat?
1: Trashy. Seems trashy.
0: Yeah, 175 on that right there. You were arrested, 75. Uh, what else do we got on this? Uh, one? How about a
1: bag of cocaine? When you okay, have 43 grams of cocaine. All
0: right, right. And then you say that that's probably a lot. So seems I, like it. I'll have to take your word for it. We'll give 175 points on that.
1: And when you have handguns without paperwork. Ah, oh, yes. That's trashy.
0: Another 150 on that. Oh, would we almost did it today? <sighs> but are you ready for the score today? Our 80-foot yacht with tons of cocaine on it earns itself a whopping, a respectable, a close. 950 points. Trashy. and Wood. When we talked to Natalie on Friday, man, she had a mess on her hands. She had a wedding coming up that she felt like she might call off because all of her fiancé's family was annoying the heck out of her. And she had a friend, Jason, who was in her ear telling her to not get married. Now, you and I believe that was the bigger a uh, role in all of this. We but, did, but we got Natalie back on the phone with us right now. Natalie, my goodness, how was your weekend?
2: Hi, guys. Thanks for having me back. I had a very, uh, I guess I could say, uh, a big load of stress just came rolling off my shoulders.
0: Okay. Because
2: <laughs> I made my, I made my final decision.
0: And that was. So
2: I decided to, because of the fact that I'm taking. Jason, my friend, out of this. Just don't even think this is why. It's not okay. at all. I just I was by myself and I sat down and I went to my, my pool here and I did a lot of thinking and I said, Hey Natalie, like this is your wedding. This it's gonna change your life. You're gonna be with that one person. You're already having all these doubts. Like your stomach doesn't feel well. You you know that you're not happy with this and how it's going with all the stress and all this drama. Why don't you just call it off and just start over because it's not it doesn't feel organic, it doesn't feel like it's something that you're going to want ultimately, so just call it off, Natalie. And I went with my gut and I called it off.
0: Wow. How did your how did your fiance take that?
2: He was actually not that surprised. I thought he was going to be very surprised, but I think he had already seen how upset i was about all the drama with his family and everything and you know he was upset honestly and we we're talking but he he understands that calling you know going into a wedding and going into this where i'm not feeling right he he doesn't want me to feel that way and so he he said listen i i respect that and and i understand where you're coming from and, and that's it
0: so we did you it did you break off the entire relationship, or was it just like, hey, I don't think we should go through with this wedding? Are you guys just done now?
2: Because of all the stress that I've been through, I had to just call the whole relationship off. I just I couldn't just go back to being normal. I had to I have to take a break. I have to breathe. I have to just de-stress and and you know who knows maybe one day we get back together. But for now, I really need this space. I I need to be able to relax and find myself again. I, I'm telling you guys I I don't deal well with stress. <laughs> it really takes a toll on me. I wasn't sleeping. The insomnia was unreal.
1: <laughs> I so, can't do this to my body. Well, What about now? Now that you've made the decision how how do you feel about everything?
2: See, as I'm talking I'm feeling like I have a smile on my face because I feel relieved and I'm proud of myself because normally in the past I've never been able to be brave like this and I, I don't know. Thank you guys because I I think talking about it and getting it out and really sitting down with myself and asking, like, is this something you want? And being mature and old enough to say, hey, Natalie, no, no. And going with that, going with my gut feeling. I was told in the past, like, there's your head, there's your heart, and then there's your gut. Always go with your gut. And that's what I went with.
0: Now, may we address the elephant in the room whose name is Jason? <laughs> <laughs> What What is he saying now? Because we, we thought that this dude, Jason, because he was the one that was really pushing you to call it off. He's got a crush on her. Right. We were thinking that this dude has, you know, other intentions. Has he reached out since all this happened?
2: Well, I did get a, a, one of those uh, edible, like, um, what do they call those? Fruit. He did send me that, but it was just him being nice. He was just oh. saying, hey, I know you're, like, you're not in the best, like, you know, you just called off a wedding, and so this might cheer up your day, and I thought that was really nice of him. I don't think he's hitting on me.
0: He sent an edible bouquet
2: to you? Yeah, one of those with the fruit. They look like little flowers, but they're actual fruit. The oh, I thought it was drugs. I was tough. like, wow, well, this
0: guy's coming for us all day. He sent me an edible. <laughs> <laughs> I was
2: like, all right, wait. Back on. Back on focusing <laughs> It's like strawberries a- and grapes.
0: That is a very yeah. friendly thing to do. Instead, of, If he would have sent you normal flowers, I'd be like, oh, wow, he's already making a move. But the fact that he sent you fruit, that's eh, saying yeah. something.
2: And he knows me for so long. He knows how much I love fruit. So, What if he asks you, you out?
1: Let's, cut to, let's get to it. What if he asks you out? Are you saying yes or no?
2: Oh, not right now. I would say no. <laughs> I would definitely say no right now. I told you I need my space. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, But? Yeah. Like I said, we never know what the future holds for us.
0: Oh. Uh, these two are dating.
5: Ooh, <laughs> <Lord>. <laughs> these two are
0: dating by Christmas.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stop.
0: Well, Natalie, we appreciate you letting us be a part of this yeah, oh, over what the a weekend. weekend. And, and I'm, I'm happy that you're happy. I know it had to be a super hard yeah. thing to do, but nicely done. And
1: better you found out now, you know?
0: Kelly and Wood. Welcome to the bonus track. It's our first break of the morning. Uh, did the Cleveland Brown stuff make it out of the podcast? Oh, yeah.
1: It's going to lead.
0: <laughs> we talked about that a little bit. Of course, we talked about 9-11 and yeah. just how different things were back then and now. And uh, Me volunteering your, over the weekend. Your weekend of woe. That was right. That's right. We got into it all in our first break. We call it our bonus track and tack it on the end of the podcast. Kelly and Wood. Good boy.
1: Come on, baby. <laughs> I like. Yeah, it. man.
0: I have been badgered by Cleveland Browns talk this oh. morning, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I can't like reciprocate for you, mm-hmm. or like I don't know if they did good yesterday or not. I don't even know if the Vikings won or lost yesterday. Well,
1: good thing I got sports coming up. Oh man. yeah, and your sports are all do a deep dive on them sports. All I'm going to tell you is this. I have listened to this song probably 37 times since yesterday, around three o'clock.
0: Yeah. This song is butt cheeks.
1: It was in the cold and
5: rain. Woo! And my took me my go again. Ugh. <laughs>
0: how much of this do I need to play? Every bleeping second. You know what? You know what this is equivalent to when you talk about the roads in Georgia. Like that's how interesting this is to people. <laughs> when you talk about traffic in Georgia. This is the Super Bowl Shuffle, dude. This is Cleveland Super Bowl Shuffle. It's so much
1: better. Did the Super Bowl Shuffle have Clarence Clemons from the E Street Band? I think not. Oh wow.
0: Okay, all right, I I I, I can't, I can't, dude. Like,
1: watch your mouth. Congratulations
0: on your team winning. Congratulations.
1: See, just give you an idea. The Cleveland Browns are now two, twenty one, and one in season opener since nineteen ninety eight. I don't know what that means. That means two wins. Okay. 21 losses and one tie. (laughs) So you don't think I'm riding high today, baby?
0: No, ride high. Dude, ride high and let your freak flag fly. I need that skylight. That song is the absolute worst thing I've ever heard. Oh, you
1: are out of your mind. I was on cloud 37 yesterday.
0: I'm I'm happy, dude. I love your love of football. And I wish I could talk about it with you. Oh, my goodness. I know nothing. I can name one player on the Browns. Deshaun Watson. And the only reason I know about him is because of the controversy.
1: And by the way, I think you said his name wrong, but that's okay. What is his name? Deshaun. Not, not Deshaun. Well, I say Dijon. <laughs> it's not De-shon. a mustard. But that's fine. So you're right. I am coming into this week riding high. It's at, good. At a 37 out of 10. What does that mean? If my, my, my rating. I thought there was more sports stuff. I was no. like, how do you get 37 <laughs> out of 10 in sports? Did they score 18 touchdowns? How is this working? So I'm not going to lie to you. You climb on my back I don't need to I'm in a good mood too Like a baby No not like this Not like this I'll Probably not I've never been
0: in this good of a mood In my entire life
1: Like a little baby monkey And I will be your daddy monkey And I will take you to the highest Of the highs on the tree Oh my god How long is This video still playing Oh yeah
0: yeah! yeah It's the same words <laughs> Dude, I I, seriously, we're all extremely happy for you.
1: I am not going to lie to you. There is no, and this is what sucks about you not liking sports. That we can't talk about it? No, you don't understand that feeling of when your team wins, when you're not used to it. You're, You're right, I don't. And I'm happy to see you today like this. Like, I'm an Ohio State fan, so when Ohio State wins, you're supposed to win. In fact, when Ohio State wins, most of the fans sit around and complain that they didn't win enough.
0: The college team.
1: On the flip side of it, when the Cleveland Browns win, they're not supposed to win. They it's usually don't win. That feeling of euphoria is unmatched. Are you calling it right now? The Browns? Oh, we're winning the Super Bowl! Super Bowl champs. <laughs> I even so. I have I have a ta- I have a tattoo appointment on Thursday to continue work on my leg. Okay. I texted my entire t- tattoo group and I said. I want a Browns Super Bowl <laughs> tattoo on Thursday. <laughs> it's in. It's a go. Now I've backed off
0: that a little bit just cuz I don't want to jinx it. Well, the and the adrenaline probably wore off a smidge. Can, do, does this sound like the adrenaline's worn off? That, it doesn't actually. Did you even sleep last night? A little bit. Yeah.
1: Look at the sugar crash. <laughs> <laughs> I was just in my kitchen just eating candy, <laughs> blasting that song. <laughs> Circle round, kids! It's the Cleveland brand, and it's first in ten. And they're all like, Dad, can I can I get a bite of that? <laughs> Snickers, no! and I'm like, maybe if Dad's tummy settles down, I'll give you a bite. But that's fine, man. Hey, no, I, that's dude, what makes sports
0: awesome. I wish I had that passion for sports. I really do. Like, I'm jealous. Like, like yesterday, it was like two thirty in the afternoon. I was like, oh crap, I think I missed the Vikings. <laughs> oh, wonder what, what's going on. Where is all my neighbors? I was working on some podcast stuff, and I was like, ah, well, I'll get, I'll get it next week. Mm-hmm. Did they win or lose? You know what? I'll wait for sports.
1: There you, yeah. The Vikings—they're feeling like how Browns fans usually do.
0: Okay. Yeah. So, which is not good, right? No, it's good. not. See, and that's the beautiful part for me. I don't care either way. Yeah, win or
1: lose, my day is the same. You're a leaf in a river, still melancholy. Not me, baby. I'm riding high. <laughs> I love to see it, my friend. Plus, the teams I hate got beaten up too. So I mean, it was. It was great. Good day for the kid. I'm telling you, it felt good. It was nice. Had some good food. How'd your gambling go? Pretty decently. All right. Shout out to the Dolphins. Your real one's right there. (laughs) The real one? Unless the government's listening, I lost it all. (laughs) All of
0: it. (laughs) All right. Well, should we even play James Brown or should we play Cleveland Go or
1: whatever that song is called? Uh we should probably play James Brown. All right. Even though it. I would vote to switch it but I don't want to bore everybody. <laughs> ah. By the way, Justin texted in, put a couple of skid marks in your underwear. That's an equivalent to a brown's tattoo. Watch yourself. Watch yourself, Justin. If I see you in these streets. Ooh, you better watch out, Justin. No kissy's hands.
0: You don't see the crazed look in Woods' eye right? That's right. Now.
1: I'm I'm
0: I'm uh, I'm unleashed. Let me off. Why not? Why not have something in life you enjoy that much?
1: There you go. Ooh, watch out. You got a Sorry, I got a little there. I got, a little, I got choked up. Yeah. <laughs> Thinking
0: about your Cleveland Browns.
1: But that's okay. That's, again, why I absolutely love sports, man. All those Sundays of just being excited all off season, going over, sitting down with my dad, and just getting kicked right in the old beanbag. Yeah. It's not fun. No. So when the fun does come, you best enjoy it. You know, last what was was the
0: year that the Vikings were undefeated? Was that last year? The year before, undefeated? They were like undefeated for like a a big portion of the. They lost like one game all year or something like that. That was nineteen
1: (laughs) ninety eight.
0: yeah I love that year. there you go <laughs> but my dad also my dad was not a big sports guy like he would watch the Vikings mm-hmm. but if he was busy that day he wouldn't care you know that was so I, I, I did it I didn't get that instilled in me my both of my brothers love sports and they don't obviously no one can talk about it with me yeah so I don't really know how deep their love goes
1: you know what's crazy is when I used to watch the Cleveland Browns when I was a kid, we wouldn't watch it upstairs in our living room. We would watch it in the basement while my dad was like woodworking. Yeah. On a black and white TV that was maybe, maybe nine inches. Yeah. And we had like the antenna, you know, <laughs> right. getting the over the air yeah. signal. And of course, every now and then you'd have to adjust it a right. little bit. We were praying that the game would be on, you know, CBS because I got a better picture than the other one. Right. I'm sorry, man. It's just it, you don't have to apologize. I, I we mess with you, but I I get that your passion runs super deep. We had the whole family in there yesterday. My son was enjoying because he has Nick Chubb on his fantasy team. So it was just it was I love 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 it.
0: No, it's good, dude. And and now someone Craig texted. It, Imagine opening your wallet, finding a couple extra extra hundred dollars in there. That's the feeling would have. Oh, exactly. Right and, and, I've, and I've had that feeling before.
1: And you can keep looking in your wallet, and looking at that dollar. like, oh, yeah. When
0: you put on that winter jacket, <laughs> stick your hand in the pocket, Ooh. there's a 20 in there. Oh, hello. That's an amazing feeling. You'll ride Ooh. that the rest of the day. You bet, baby. All week. And here we are. Wow. Monday, September 11th. Man. The year of our Lord. Good 2023. It's just crazy. Like, as the years go on, you know, mm-hmm. you kind of... You don't forget about it, but you don't like oh man, September 11th coming up September and then it hits and you're like wow, the the instant emotions of that day instantly come back.
1: Well, and it's it's I it's weird how it's almost become kind of like a thing of oh yeah, today's September, September 11th. Yeah. It's almost the same way of like oh, today's D-Day.
0: Yeah. And it doesn't mean that people have forgotten, it just means that time, you know, it kind of it, wears on, it, it, yeah. It just it just lessens the blow of what happened that day. But anybody who was alive during that time knows that, and it's so crazy to me that I always think that my kids will learn about that as like this historical event yep. that happened
1: long before they were born, and we lived through it. How about this? There's people out there drinking that weren't alive. for I it. know.
0: I always think that when I go to the like the liquor store or whatever, and I see the little thing like if you were born before this date, I'm like, my god, mm-hmm. like people who were born. After I'd already left Minnesota, <laughs> can can drink now, which is just insane to
1: me. It's you know when I was taking classes at St. Cloud State, I forget what it was. There was some. It was like a speech writing class or something like that. And yeah. I I think the speech that George W. Bush gave the night of September 11th mm-hmm. was the greatest speech ever given.
0: Yep, I remember
1: that. Which is pretty amazing considering George W. Bush not really. A uh, wordsmith. Got an
0: orator, if you
1: will? No, but the fact that literally the entire world was looking at him yeah. as to, hey, you guys got punched in the mouth. What are you guys going to do about it? And he kind of calmed everyone down and let everybody know that, hey, we were going to get through this. I found amazing. And so it's like I was like, you know, all these kids are like, what's the greatest speech? And I said that one. Yeah. And not a single kid in the class was, oh, I wasn't alive for that.
0: Right. Isn't that weird? And you're
1: just... Who (laughs) (laughs) came? Thank you, Grandpa. And for an event that had such a impact on myself and anybody who was paying attention like that. Yeah. It's kind of my dad always used to tell me about the day that JFK got shot.
0: Oh, my mom too used to talk about that a lot.
1: He said he was in school. My dad was like in like third or fourth grade, whatever it was, and his teacher came in crying Mm -hmm. and they just sent everybody home. Yeah. And that was kind of that day. 911 of yeah. 9/11. If just everyone i don't know what's going on everyone just kind of go home yeah the world like literally stopped that day yeah. everyone just kind of sat around and figured out what the heck is going I on i
0: still remember sitting on my friend's back porch just watching the news mm-hmm. nonstop and just being like what do we do tomorrow
1: you could not you could not stop watching
0: yeah and the, and the, it, i know everyone bring, it, this is like the same stuff we talk about every year but that next day was america was a different place meaning that I still remember going to get gas the next day Mm -hmm. and the politeness that everybody had in the, it was, we'll never see it again. I don't think if, if something like nine 11 were to happen today, it would just further drive us apart. I don't know. I think it would. I want to believe the best in us as a people. COVID should have brought us together. It didn't. It drove us apart. Well, we right? let the media do so much of well, that. Well, exactly. That's what I'm saying. If 9 11 were to happen today, it'd be pick a side. You have to pick a side, and you have to hate the other side. Yeah. And that's what exactly what we do because that's all we can do now.
1: Yeah. And and that sucks. And it sounds so defeatist when you think about it. But man, it's just right. It's it's wild because like you're right. My kids. Have no clue about it, and what they do know about it, they've learned from pictures or YouTube yep. and things like that. And God help you if you go to you know YouTube and put in nine eleven. Oh geez, you're hit with seventy five million different conspiracy theories right. on you're, all ends. You're get all, yeah, absolutely. And it's just it, it's just one of those days where you just kind of have to sit back and think, man. And yeah. like when we went to the memorial in New York. Oh man, it's just one of those things of holy cow. Like, that happened right here.
0: The, you know the weird thing? It was like, we make jokes that I cry a lot, and I do. Like, <laughs> I cry a lot. I'll even tell you a story in a second about me tearing up this weekend. Oh, Lord. But I, when we were at that uh, memorial, I wasn't even like – it just hit me like this wave of like, my God – All the videos I've seen that day, that happened right where I'm standing right now. And it just, I was overcome with emotion. I bet a lot of people get that when they go there. Even our boss was like, wow, I got choked up for some reason there.
1: There's something there. Yeah. And the only thing I can equate it to is like when you go to Pearl Harbor. Yeah. And you just realize that something happened here that is beyond the scope of like your normal sense of loss, your normal sense of, okay, you know, something big happened. It's just... So much bigger than that. Like yeah. this was an event that literally shaped humankind. Like I tried to explain to my kids. You used to be able to go to the airport, yeah. walk smack dab to literally the gate, and you would wave to your grandma when she got off the plane. <laughs> right.
0: You did, or if somebody was going on a flight, like you'd hey. Take them all the way there. Yeah, can you sit with me until my flight gets here? Ah, sure, what the heck? Yeah, and just then I'll dr- grab a beer.
1: Yeah, not yeah. just dropping them off at the curb because you can't go any more than 20 further steps. Yeah. You know, it's just it changed so so much yeah. and uh, it's just one of those things that and uh, of course you know we're not a political show but it no, launched not at all. so many things and young men and women that went and did things for yeah. our country which are just amazing and it was one of those things that you will never ever ever forget
0: no we won't man that's so what
1: it takes what 22 years
0: ago yeah and, and that's the thing too like i like bringing it up because it's like you can never talk about it too much or too little. It's like there's always like this, you know, kind of minefield that you walk through with 9 11. So if you feel like we're not talking about it enough today, know that we're, it's on our minds. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's a tough situation to be in because you don't want to have just this somber, you know, day.
1: And I will say, if you have Twitter or X, whatever, check out Ari Fleischer. He was the press, I forget what he was, but maybe the secretary or whatever he was. He worked for George Bush. Yeah. And he literally today will tweet out minute by minute of what was going on.
0: Oh, man, crazy. And
1: it is just like the most interesting feed of the day because you just sit there and think of like how they're going through all this stuff of like how they got on Air Force One. At one point in time, Air Force One was the only plane. In the air air, over of of North America. Yeah,
0: that was wild. You know what I always remember about the next day, too? How beautiful of a day it was. And I know that sounds really weird, but I remember the temperature was perfect. The sky could not have been bluer. And I just remember that feeling of like, wow, this is a different world today than it was yesterday. And it
1: just launched so many. That World Series that year, the New York versus New York. And George W. Bush throwing out the first pitch. Throwing out the heater. It's just There was a lot to it, man. It really, truly was. So, yeah. Remember it however you want to remember it today.
0: Yep, exactly. Well, we kind of talked about that. Now we got to move on to some other stuff here. I wasn't quite ready.
1: Well, we've also got
0: to talk about your weekend. It was a, you know what? I'm going to tell you something. Saturday was a 16 hour day of volunteering my time. To my daughter's marching band. That sounds terrible. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you something. Here's the funny part about it: is that we, so we, they had these big props that they had to wheel out onto the field. And I'm proud of my daughter, man. She, mm-hmm. she looked good out there. Like she was in step. She was on time. There like, we go press. She had great posture. I was like, hell yeah. That's why I teared up. I was like, my baby girl's out there doing it. <laughs> but they had these giant ten by eight foot props that they had to bring out and there was 5 of them because their play their their performance was about growth. Ah yes. And so these these big 10 by 6 8 foot things had flowers on them to symbolize Growth. As they played hot cross buns. (laughs) No, no, they played, I don't know what they played, but it was, it was good. (laughs) I've never heard the music. No, I'm saying I've never heard it before, but it was good. Like they even had a few like mechanical mess ups and they just kept going through. I was proud of them this weekend. Love that, man. But here's the funny thing. So we get, they had two performances in one weekend, right? The first school, I didn't, I didn't volunteer because they didn't need any volunteers, but I was there like helping load up things or whatever. All right. The next school we get to, they're like, all right, we have to assemble these props it took us about two and a half, if not three hours to put together these 10 foot by eight foot things, right? Oh. And it took us maybe 45 minutes to wheel them down to the, because we were parked far, we were probably parked a half a mile from the field. Of course. So we're wheeling these things to the field and we're, you know, the kids are pushing their xylophones and everything else. Mm-hmm. They're glockenspiel. There you go. <laughs> I'm carrying a snare drum for somebody. Of course. This, the performance was five minutes. So it was three hours of building these things, Mm -hmm. walking them to the field, which took about a half hour, five-minute performance, half hour back up the hill off the field, and about an hour and a half to tear back down again. So we're talking four and a half hours of prep for a five-minute performance. Now, I was happy to be there because my daughter, I think, thought it was nice that her parents were there volunteering. Maybe not. Maybe she didn't want us there. I don't know. Either way. I don't know how it all works, but I was like, holy cow. And they had to do that twice. So if you think about it, it was nine hours of prep time for 10 minutes of performing. That sounds about right. (laughs)
1: That sounds about right.
0: (laughs) I was like, and then at midnight, I pulled up to the school to help unload the instruments and everything else. And I was just like, "Wow, this was this is my first day ever doing that." Mm-hmm. It felt good though, man. Like it felt good to be a part of 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 that.
1: You don't have to lie to us. <laughs> <laughs> you can be I, honest here. I with will
0: us. tell you this: there was about a minute where I was driving to the school, where I was like. If I didn't show up, would they even know? Like, no one knows yeah, me. There's that Kelly Jordan. <laughs> I was like, I don't have any friends here. They don't know me. They don't even know my name. If I were to just smooth go home and go to bed, would they mind?
1: Chances are they probably didn't think of a female no shown <laughs> Like, yeah. where, is Ke- where is she? Well, thanks a lot, ma'am. She was going to carry the dresses. But you did it.
0: But I did. I showed up, and uh, it was a long day of volunteering.
1: Now, is this an every Saturday thing for you? I don't
0: know. Oh next Saturday I'm DJing for the Minnesota National Guard so I'm DJing a party for them so, so I won't you're to, out on that so one. I'm out on that one but then boy for the foreseeable future
1: whew. either oh, way bro if you were, I don't know, I'd be looking to roll an ankle somewhere or something <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, I almost did because it started downpouring rain on us and I had to help the kid carry his drum set up a ramp on the truck mm-hmm. and I was my feet were slipping dude Oof. and I was like this thing is gonna fall on my shins and I'm gonna I'm gonna be four feet tall after this. They're going to have to surgically remove my shins because they'll be crushed by hey, this thing. You go down. We got lawyers. We'll get you a good one. I'm pretty sure I signed a waiver. I can't do oh, anything. Well, then. Either way, it was 16 hours of volunteering my time at my kid's school. Hey, well, good for you. It was It was cool, though. It was, Honestly, it was fun to see. It was really fun to see. And I'm so insanely proud of my daughter, mm. even though she said stop talking about her on the air. Wow. But it's, it's a good what thing. Are you a cop? Do what I want. <laughs> <laughs> All right, come on. We got to move on. I'm sorry. My story was way too long. Here we go. Let's do some history, Wood. Come on. <laughs> I just couldn't believe it. it took us three hours to put them things together. I'd have left them. And then they like I was like, oh, okay, performance is done. Let's tear them back down. I have
1: planted the seed, it grows here. <laughs> just leave it on the fifty yard line. <laughs> get my car and leave. <laughs> oh shoot, I closed out my Word document
0: with the history oh. on it. Well, it was on this day back in the fifties. <laughs> I'll get it back up. In the fifties. Oh yes, 1954 to be precise. Ah, yes, is the first year that the Miss America contest was aired on television, and boy, the crowd was insane. There had to be thirty thousand people there watching this thing. I
1: used to be an event, right? Surfing now around it's, the TV, let's go.
0: Yeah, it's insane how much it has shrunk. Well, there's over a the bunch years.
1: of different ones now. Now there's like Miss Universe right. and all sorts of. Not that I cared to begin with.
0: It was on this day back in 1974.
2: And as for your teeth and eating candy, you wait and see. Nellie and Willie are going to have bad ones in a few years. You fetch some water
0: for the dishes.
3: Yes, ma'am.
0: Little House on the Prairie premiered on NBC for the first time. Mm. That's, oh. a good, that's a good show. Of course, supposed to take place on the prairies of Minnesota. Really? Yeah. You didn't know Little House on the Prairie was supposed to take place in Minnesota? No, I, I never watched Laura Ingalls Wilder? Wasn't one
1: of those kids blind?
0: There was a blind child on there, but I don't think she was blind when the show started. I think that was a pretty big tragedy that happened on the show. That, I don't
1: know. I did mean, it happen on the set?
0: No, 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 no. She wasn't really blind. Oh. She was just blind on the TV show. I don't. What remember. an actress. <laughs> <laughs> she sold you. <laughs> that was one of those shows that was just on when I'd get home from school. You know, and if I if I couldn't find the remote, I would watch it. I was about to say, I'd have
1: found the remote. <laughs>
0: I liked Little House on the Prairie. I wish I could find it, it on somewhere.
1: Reminds you of a simpler time. It does. Mm. Which is funny because
0: they're all talking in Southern accents on the show. And I'm like, weren't you guys in Minnesota? That was Michael Landon, right? Yeah. All right. Heck yeah. Highway to Heaven's Own, Michael Landon. There's another good show, Highway to Heaven. Missed Uh, that one, too. (laughs) And, of course, who could forget, it was on this day back in
2: 2001. Uh, Today, we've had a national tragedy. Uh, Two airplanes have crashed into the World Trade Center in an apparent terrorist attack on our country.
0: Man, that just brings me back instantly hearing that.
1: Uh, Again, I'll give George W. a little bit of credit. Where he was reading to those kids, you know, yeah, and they came in and whispered in his ear, and that was like Ari Fleischer, the one I was talking about, yeah, came and whispered in his ear, he's like, "Hey, there's a terrorist attack going on right now in this country," and he was just like, "All right, yeah, you know, like the the because if he would have what he what? <laughs> <I> did, what <laughs> uh, terror, what you know, can you imagine the panic that would have kicked off?" And George Bush even said this, like, "I had to keep it together, like I yeah. just had to," and then <laughs> okay, what where, where are we at? What page? All yeah. right, let's
0: read here. Fox and Socks did what
1: No. Mm-hmm. Uh let's do some
0: birthdays today, Wood. Celebrating a birthday today Get out way I know we're a country station, but I think we can all appreciate Ludacris, can't we? Uh started Get off as a radio DJ. That's right. still gives me hope that I may make it one day. Oh, no. Chris
1: Lova Lova uh, was his name on air. This song in the club Get the f- Oh God got excited Yeah thank God we can't stay Oh my gosh,
0: when that song would come on in the clubs it was it was mayhem. And
1: anyway. he's not a bad actor either. no, not at
0: all. How mm. old is love He's gonna love He's going to
1: be him. 45
0: today. Oh, you're close, my friend.
1: I'll take it.
0: Ludacris is the ripe old age of 46 today. Mm-hmm. Also celebrating a birthday today. It had to be you.
2: It had to be you.
0: Another musical artist who has dipped his toe into the acting world. Harry Connick Jr. It's his birthday today. That's literally like the only other person I could bring up who anyone would recognize.
1: There's got to be something wrong with Harry Connick Jr., right? Why? Because he's handsome. Right. He can sing. Mm-hmm. Seems like a great guy. Decent actor. Yeah. He's got to smell or something. Like there's got to
0: be something. Oh, you mean he can't just be perfect.
1: Right. He's got to have some shortcoming. At least that's what I tell myself as I look at myself in the mirror and like yeah. jiggle around. Like
0: uh, How about How about this? He was his talk show sucked.
1: Okay. Ha!
0: <laughs> in his face. That talk show he got millions for? Trash. Jokes on him. He's got to be 54 today. Uh, whoops! Oh, <laughs> I closed my Word document, and I will tell you that Harry Connick Jr. What'd you say? Fifty-four. Oh no, Harry Connick Jr. is uh, <clears throat> oh, he's fifty-six. Oh crap!
1: I went high just to make myself feel better. You were,
0: yeah. That's a good moisturizing routine he's got. Oh, and of course, if it's your birthday today, we would like to wish you a happy birthday as well. Like
1: Thomas texted, and he says, "Hey, it is my birthday today." There, so man, hey, I know it's a day that. A little rough for the birthday, so happy birthday to you, Tom.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, And if it is your birthday,
0: Tom, Mm -hmm. happy birthday to you, sir.